That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. You know, I didn't realize how important hydration was until I understood that it impacts so much of us. It's our wellness. It's our skin. It is everything. We need water so much. And maybe this is just a me thing. But I don't love drinking water. I need ways to have it that makes it enjoyable. And that comes down to the way it's delivered. And for me, HydroJug has changed everything for me. HydroJug carries half a gallon of water, has a leak-proof seal, a wide mouth opening, a carry loop, an integrated handle, measurement scales. You can see how much water you're drinking. It's made with BPA-free plastic. It's dishwasher safe and shatterproof bottle. You can also get these really cool sleeves that insulates your bottle as well. has a really cool carrying uh, strap. And when I recently went on a day out with my whole family, I had that strap to my side and the kids were drinking out of it all day long. And I find this so fascinating because 75% of Americans are dehydrated. Water, like I said, it's crucial to our health. Every cell and tissue inside your body requires water to function. And it's not just any amount of water, but a gallon a day can make a huge impact in your overall health. So with the hydro jug, you're only filling it up twice, once in the morning, once in the afternoon, drinking it throughout the day in a really enjoyable way so that you're staying hydrated. And they are the cutest bottles once you see them, you will not you will not even be able to think of another water bottle after this. And right now, we're offering a discount for you all, for the listeners. Get 10% off with code PAPAYA when you head on over to thehydrojug.com. You're going to customize your jug and use my code PAPAYA for 10% off your purchase. If you want the link as well, it's www.thehydrojug.com slash discount slash PAPAYA. But easiest, just head to thehydrojug.com customize away with your jug, your straw, your sleeve, and then you can use that code papaya for 10% off. Let's go back to today's show. Hi friends and welcome to the papaya podcast. I'm your hostess, Tran Hermostis, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. I remember when I first saw a photo of Hunter McGrady and my jaw just dropped. 
She was so stunning and she exuded so much confidence and positivity and just so much light to her. So of course, after following her for a little bit, I also started to follow her sister, Michaela. These two sisters now have a podcast called The Model Citizen Podcast, and it's hosted by both of them. They're living in New York and LA, and they chat about everything unfiltered, anything about, and including their lives and experiences in the modeling industry, beauty, fashion, dating, sex, marriage, family, politics, and pop culture. They really hope to provide a lighthearted but much needed outlet for those looking for inclusivity, diversity, and a safe space to tune in every week to hear what the world's most talked about topics are and feel that sense of sisterhood and family. I am so excited to welcome them on. I've met Hunter once in real life. I've never met her sister except for just online stalking her. So I'm just going to pop myself into this little family moment and enjoy the show with the girls from Model Citizen. Please welcome Hunter and Michaela McGrady. All right, welcome. I, I'm loving this sisterhood moment. We've got one in LA. We've got one in New York. Ladies, introduce yourselves. <gasps> Michaela, you go first. Hunter, do it. Hunter, go for it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll introduce each other. <laughs> yes, I am Hunter McGrady. I am Michaela's sister. That is my title. Um, we're so excited to be here, Sarah. Yeah, yeah, I'm so stoked. Michaela, uh, give me hello. the goods on you too. Hi, ladies. I'm Michaela McGrady. I too am Hunter's sister. That's so it's funny how that works. It's funny how that is. And it's how it's funny how that that's how it works. <laughs> Just two sisters that are sisters. <laughs> so you both, you come from like a modeling family. Am I wrong? Did your mom also model? Yes. And our aunt and grandmother. So oh my gosh. it was like, if we didn't do something in this field, I feel like it would be a sin. Our dad is an actor as well. So it was just like an entertainment family. Okay. So this kind of leads me to my next question. You both kind of work in curve modeling. You've been groundbreaking. I mean, a uh, hundred, when you were a sports illustrated swimsuit edition, I think I, I actually didn't discover you then I discovered you for your wedding photos. And I just was floored over you, like you in this dress eating a burger. It was like in my deepest points of disordered eating. And I was just like, fuck, she's so gorgeous and she's eating food and this is so great. And then obviously fell into the trap of like the entire family. I'm just here for it all. But was your mom also a curve model? Like, because to me, it just seems like a newer industry in a way, but like generationally, it's been different every single decade. So what what was the history there? So our mom was actually what's considered a straight size model now. You know, there's there's curved, there's straight, um, there's so many different factions now. It's it's kind of, it's really cool the way that it's expanded. But no, our mom was straight size model. I think she was a size two, um, two, four-ish. Um, I mean, at one point, even she was considered to be on the bigger size, being like a four, six, they told her when she would come in, like, you need to lose a couple on the hips, which is mind-blowing to think about a size four being told to lose inches on the hip. And she was kind of like, where am I going to lose it from exactly? So it's just interesting. But yeah, so she was actually a straight size model for, you know, 20 years. So industry. having a model, I've heard so many times people who have parents who are either competitors of some sort or they're in the modeling industry and they really pass down this like generational diet culture. Uh, how was it for you guys entering into modeling, being in more in the curve side of things rather than the straight side? Was your mother like, was that really odd for her? Was she really excited about it? Like how, I, I just find it fascinating that you both landed in such 
greatness and were able to enter into this in a much better way than so many people have been led through it, especially your mom, knowing that she went through it herself. Totally. You know, one thing I will say about my mom is that, yes, she was, you know, what the industry calls a straight size model, but as like a mom, she never talked about our bodies. She never made bodies an issue. My mom is from Iceland. So she had a European upbringing where like you walked around the house naked. Like we don't, you know what I mean? Like we are very open with our bodies and like, she never made us feel anything but absolutely beautiful. Like if you had asked us, we would be like, we're the most beautiful women in the world, right? Like mom says so. And I think that it's society really that really put these pressures on us, you know, and she's been nothing but supportive. I actually started out as a straight size model in the industry and then became a plus size model. So she was there through all of that as well and was like, listen, you do you. Whatever you want to do, it's your body, whatever you feel comfortable with. I'm here to support you. Of course, there was the times where like I wasn't being kind to myself and I was doing bad things to my body where she was like, listen, we need to take a step back. Let's get some therapy. Let's like figure things out. But she's been very supportive of both of us. And she's the curvy girl herself now, you know? And and she even says, she's like, you girls now in, like empower me and, and because she knows, I mean, from her, from their era, that is like, it's still so ingrained, I think, like these body image issues and being a certain size. And she's like, I wish so bad that women my age, you know, in their late fifties, early sixties and, and so on and so forth, even older, like my grandmother would know, like would kind of get on board with what's going on, this whole revolution. Dear women everywhere, let's start a fashion revolution. Old Navy is changing the shopping game with bought equality. Bought equality means size equality, price equality, and style for women everywhere. That's right. Old Navy is making every one of its styles in every size and with no difference in price because we deserve it and our sisters, moms, and friends do too. Back in high school, I couldn't shop where my friends shop because they never sold my size. In our family, we used to travel to Old Navy two hours away so I could get jeans that fit and looked good. It changed everything for me. So when Old Navy came to my town, it meant I could shop the same place as my peers, which was a huge boost in confidence. And with Old Navy changing the game again, it brings shoppers and friends together even more. And bought equality, well, it started with you, the customer. Old Navy reads thousands of product reviews, conducted thousands of interviews, and even went on shopping trips with real customers to hear what you had to say. And then they really, really listened. If you're tired of ordering multiple sizes online to try on at home because the store didn't carry your size, Old Navy heard you. Now every size from double zero to 28 and extra small to 4X is carried in every single store, ready to hit the fitting rooms with you. If you wanted clothes to be made to fit on real women's bodies, well, Old Navy heard you. They spent years listening, studying, modeling, testing, refining, and perfecting so that you and women everywhere can have amazing fashion that celebrates each of us individually as we are. Bada quality means that now in every store, you're also going to see mannequins in multiple sizes. And online, you can see styles you love on models in size 4, 12, and 18. It means consistent and comfortable fit for every size, double zero through 30, extra small through 4X. It took years of work, tons of revisions, thousands of people, including customers like you and me, to create this fully integrated shopping experience. That's bought equality. 
a revolutionized shopping experience for women everywhere. See oldnavy.com slash bought equality for additional details. Styles subject to availability. Well, hello, I'm Katie Maloney, and you probably know me from a little show called Banner Bumber Rolls. I've been labeled all kinds of things, a bitch, a bully, and a mean girl. But there is so much more to a person than what you see on TV. Tune in every Friday as I talk to some of my friends and castmates, celebrities, comedians, medical professionals, and maybe some political figures. And by the time we're done, you're going to love me. Yeah. And I do find it so, I I get really curious about the fact that we always tend to lead into questions about diet culture and our mothers. It really goes there. And we're always like, how are you going to be a mother? And what did your mother do to you? We really create this cycle. And I always try and remind people, like my mom was so deeply in diet culture growing up. I always witnessed her, you know, on a diet. And I find it fascinating that we sit there and go, well, my mother did this. So therefore I, that. Part of me is like, no, can we not recognize that she also was fed into that? Then the generation before that had something to say and the generation before that had something to say that we've really created. Like if you go back into the 50s and 60s, the standard was you were to look a certain way. You were to have lipstick and a meal on the table. You weren't to work. You were to raise the children. There were so many standards on women and somehow they've trickled down the generations while giving us more responsibility of things to do. But our mothers cannot hold hold the burden of diet culture. That truly is not what it's about. It's about monetizing off of bodies. It's about profiting off of insecurities. It goes it goes for the jugular of women, right? And so I always find that, I think it's really cool that your mom had this bigger perspective and led you both into a career in doing this in a way that inspires so many others. So it's not even about breaking the cycle. It's about carrying it through generations and creating that impact. I know for myself too, this gets asked a lot. Like, what about your daughters and what about your mother? And I think we all just kind of have to live our story knowing that we're going to F up sometimes. We're going to do great sometimes, but like that can't be the burden of, you know, the generations of women. Now, Michaela, I'd love to hear your story getting into modeling. Who's first? Like who? Who so went it's, and dove in? It's funny because we have this joke in the family where the minute we come out of the uterus, we're signing contracts. We're signing modeling contracts. <laughs> we really don't have a choice. It was like, it's almost like the family business, you know? So some people, they get into family law. Some people, they have, you know, a family, I don't, you know, like a small mom and pop shop. Ours was the industry. So as soon as I came out, my parents were like, well, let's put her to work, obviously. I mean, we've got to put her in something. So it was, um, I did runway shows with my mom when I was little. I did uh, commercials when I was little. I did not love it as much when I was a kid though. I mean, my parents would be like, we'll give you this Barbie if you, <laughs> like they were just doing everything because they knew just how like great of an opportunity it was. And I just was not having it. So I pretty much left completely. I never really went through a phase in my life where I was straight sized. I've been plus size curvy my whole life. So modeling was not something I really thought was something I could do at my size because plus modeling, I'm 33. There was no plus modeling when I was 15 years old. It, it, it was Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie when I was 15 years old. So there was It was none of size that. six women wearing, uh, like wearing clothes and having things pinned back. Like <laughs> exactly. I will never forget 
that. We have all been victimized by low-rise jeans, let me tell you. Oh, so, I can't. It's not. No. Yeah. I can't. No. And the fact that they're trying to bring it back, I'm like, do you guys understand what we had to go through so with this like Y2K styles? I'm like, trust me, you guys actually don't want to go back to that. Um, but so anyway, fast forward, you know, Hunter got into modeling and she had always loved it. And it had really just always been her calling. And it was like Hunter was the model, you know? And then once plus modeling became something popular, Hunter was like, Kayla, you need to like get back into this. If anything, just to have a platform you're so passionate about, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a body positivity, you're passionate about supporting women. And this is a great opportunity for you. And I said, you know, you're, I think you're right. And I feel passionate about it. And I do feel like it's something where I can have a platform to help women. Cause at the end of the day, that's where my passions have always lied. Yeah. Supporting women, uplifting women. Um, and so plus modeling kind of came part and parcel with that. And then the Instagram platform, all of that, um, has just been such a great opportunity, you know, and it's cool that we can do something that's like modeling, but there's so much more to it. You know. There's so much more to it. Like the community impact, I think that seeing people and, and, you know, a lot of people will bring this up about the fact that we still kind of, when it looks at curve models and plus models, they've got these, you know, typically very gorgeous features to them that really keep them setting apart from the rest. But I mean, that for me, I understand it. I understand that there's a lot of frustration still within the industry, but there's part of me that's like, can we just take this win? Because I grew up in a plus size body and I never, I remember the first time I saw, um, it was Mia Tyler and her photo was on, um, the wall of the store my mom was shopping at. And I looked at her and for the first time I saw somebody who was actually in a bigger body that I looked up to. And I was like, that is stunning and beautiful. And for even if it was for a glimmer of a moment, because there wasn't much self-confidence around then, it made me believe that I could be that too, that there was hope for that. Now, I, I have to ask because, you know, modeling is such an interesting industry and for a lot of people, it can be really tough to get into, but the game has kind of changed with the entrance of social media and Instagram. And I know a lot of people who have kind of like become models on their own regard. Can you talk a little bit about the work, it's like getting into it yourself? Like, do you believe that even though you both are, you know, very... Uh, socially acceptable, gorgeous. Do you believe that the, everything is changing now and we're seeing differences across the board when it comes to models? Absolutely. And I think that it's time for it, honestly. You know, listen, I have been modeling since I was 15 years old and I've been plus, you know, curve plus size modeling, whatever you want to call it, um, for the last seven years. And, you know, it was a very narrow, group of women, right? Like it, like you just mentioned, it was like, uh, you know, these acceptable features, it was like acceptable curves, you know, I mean, listen, I, we talk about on my podcast all the time on our podcast that I have gotten cut from many ads. I've gotten told off from a lot of exclusively plus size brands. Once I gained weight from a size 14 to a 16 to lose weight and we couldn't work with you anymore. What? Oh Yeah. Yeah. It oh, happens more yeah. than you think. It happens, more, it happens more than you think. So there's time. even like a standard within. Yeah. What? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my god. It's kind of well known in the industry that if you want to work in plus, you need to be at a size 14. But which, that's not even plus. That's the edge. That's what's so wild about it. And I think that that's why there's so much more work that needs to be done. And like you said, we need to take the W's because there are wins, right? Yeah. 
But I also think that like, we do have a responsibility just to keep pushing the needle forward. It's like, yes, thank you for this, but we want more. Thank you for that, but we want more. We want more, um, you know, representation. We want more visibility. And it's so, it is so interesting when people find that out, that a size 14 is kind of like the standard model size. And I've seen it change a little bit, I will say. Um, yeah. yeah. Now it's like, what, a 16? It's like a 16. <laughs> like, and we're like, thank you there. so much. They're like, we gave, <laughs> yeah. we're going to give you like one size. Yeah. We're going to give you one little size breathing room, guys. But that's <laughs> so, where Instagram comes in. And like you just mentioned, yeah, like the they social that gap. media is also, I think that we are giving, you know, people a platform to say, hey, listen, I also deserve this. And hell yeah, you do because representation matters. Like I want to look on a website and I want to see girls who don't have flat, perfect, curvy, like who, you know what I mean? Who don't have that really tiny waist and then those like big, beautiful hips. Like I want to see someone who has a tummy. Sarah, I love seeing you. You're so open about, about your body. And I love that because then I can go, okay, yeah, I feel a little, I feel like more comfortable in who I am now because I'm like, I relate to somebody like you. And, you know, I think this is why the conversation about representation and, and the modeling industry kind of goes hand in hand because it's like, we, we need to see it, right? Like we need to see it, um, on social media, but also like on our billboards in our commercials, in our stores, like, you know what I mean? Like I don't get to walk down, um, you know, fifth Avenue or Soho in New York and see anybody that looks like me, because I know that it's really, there's no real stores. I mean, besides old Navy now, which thank God, but there's really no stores that are doing that. So we really still have a lot to work towards, but I think baby steps, you know, like you said, like, I think there are some big ones that are happening, but you know, we all really continue have to, we got to be loud. I love that you said that though, Hunter, about, you know, even the curves and seeing them in different ways, because that's probably been the one thing that I always struggled with was like, I, my weight's in my stomach. Like, why couldn't have gone to my tits and my ass? Like everybody else right? is curvy. Like, Amen, like my God, girl. like this girl. just Never. feels unfair. So th- I think that's why I kind of center a lot of, you know, my discussions around my stomach, because it's been, it's been the core of my difficulties for my entire life. Like my breasts weren't perky, my boob, my um, belly button. Like since I went to prom, I remember taping my belly button. So because I had a B-shaped belly and I was like, that's, you know, a little bit more talked about now, but not very represented. But Hunter, you, you just gave birth. Now you're going, it must be a little scary going through body change when your body is your work in a really cool way. But how has postpartum been for you? You know what? It's it's so interesting because when I was pregnant, I gained such a newfound appreciation for my body. And everyone really kind of gives you accolades. They're like, you're so beautiful. You're glowing. This is, oh my God, look at you. You're pregnant. And then you have the baby and no one says that to you anymore. Yeah, and it's like, gone. Yeah, you're like, okay. Uh, and then it's all the conversation is, what are you doing to lose the baby weight? And so I, I've been, you know, it's been interesting. Like, of course I'm, I'm loving this body that gave life to my beautiful son and I'm loving, you know, the journey that it's taken me through, but I'm also learning like with this new baby, I'm learning this new me, you know, my body looks completely different. Like my stomach is covered and, and even more stretch marks than before, which by the way, came on postpartum. They didn't even come on during pregnancy. I'm learning to, to really kind of navigate it. But 
I also am reminding myself in the back of my head, like take that same appreciation that you had during pregnancy and realize like you just did a really freaking cool thing. You just not only created life, you housed life, you gave life, you, right. You birthed life. And for a while I was able to sustain life with my body. And so I have to remind myself of that a lot. Um, but not to say that I don't have my days where I, I feel bad because I'm human. Yeah. And I think that's fair. I mean, I actually recently just to myself this week was writing about, um, just my weight loss story and the fact that I, you know, it was the world was so loud when I was losing weight. It was so loud. They were so happy for me. And I was like, okay, everyone loves me. This is so great. And then when I started to gain weight or even in postpartum, similar to what you were saying, it got so quiet. And I just wrote, I just wrote this little note to myself that when the world is like when the world gets quiet about your body, you got to get loud. And it means like kind of really going inward and getting loud with yourself. Now, Michaela, I'd love to hear from you when you, because you do speak a lot in your body positivity and whatnot. What are those kind of like, how would you say that you work to get loud with yourself? Like what are some key things that you found have actually been impactful and work for you? Because I think everyone is so different. Some people are like, I really love to go to the spa because I like to like feel touch on my body or you know, all different types of things. How do you kind of come home to yourself and, and get into the goods of getting loud with yourself in those moments? I, it's funny you say spa because I was just at the spa all day yesterday. Um, I I am just a spa junkie. Everyone knows. (laughs) I I am like, I love that. I I will try every massage parlor in the whole tri-state area. (laughs) Anytime I text Michaela, I'm just like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm at the spa. I'm just like, okay, I can't relate. (laughs) Here's the thing. I'm not going to not indulge in this life. And I think think that that's really where the mentality comes from is like, the world wants us to be so hard on ourselves and Mm. and the world wants us to feel some type of way. And maybe it's because I have um, a bit of an anarchist soul, (laughs) you know, I'm like an, uh, you know, recovering punk rocker. I just have this thing where I'm just not going to let anyone tell me how to feel about myself or especially Mm. not my body. I'm just not going to do it. I'm like, especially since I know a lot of the times and we talk about this, but a lot of the times it's to line the pockets of, you know, business and corporations and, you know, the, in, the various industries. And I'm not going to feel bad at my, about myself to make somebody else super wealthy, you know, and to yeah. benefit anyone else. And so for me, it's definitely like a rebellious mindset. You know, they always say that to love yourself in a time where, you know, hating yourself is so normalized is a rebellious act and it really is. And so my call to action for women everywhere is start rebelling against this. Just openly start rebelling and loving your body because it really is so... Not, and I'm not saying you have to love every day, every minute, um, but be rebellious against those mentalities that are trying to tell you what to do and how to feel about yourself. And, and go, to your, go to the spa all day. Yeah. If touch is something that's so, and that is really important to me. It's like um, touch, uh, indulging in yourself, treating yourself, just like treating yourself really well, you know, whatever that means. Taking lots of breaks. We're really big on self care. 
And I know that's such a hot topic these days is, you know, self-care. And I think it looks different for everyone. But, you know, we just have this mindset of like, go, go, go all the time and like run your body ragged. And I'm just come from a place of, I'm not, I'm simply not going to do that. I'm not going to run myself into the ground. I'm not going to despise the body that I was given. Mm. Only get one shot of this life. And it sounds so cliche, but it's true. And I think for us, especially recently, uh, you know, we lost our younger brother for uh, four months ago. And nothing has woken us up even more so to the fact that life is so precious. Life is fleeting. And it is so thinking and, and um, you know, mulling over our bodies. It's just, it's not, it's the worst way to spend your time because you're so much more than that, you know, and your body really is such like a precious commodity. And the more love you speak into your body, the more that you really start believing it, the better you treat your body. And so those are just some of the things. So go to the spa, basically. End of the story. Go to the spa, get a massage. We know the story of boy meets girl, but what about girl meets girl or boy meets girl and then they meet another girl? With Dipsy, the stories continue beyond the initial meetup. Come hear what happens behind closed doors. You can do this with Dipsy. Let yourself get lost in a world where good things happen and where your pleasure is the only priority. And yes, this counts as self-care. At least I'm counting it as self-care. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. Each Dipsy audio story features characters that feel like real people and immersive scenarios so you feel like you write so you feel like you're right there. They release new content every week, so there's always more to explore, no matter who you're into or what turns you on. And if you need to wind down, Dipsy also has wellness sessions, sensual bedtime stories, and soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off. I love Dipsy. I think it's such a cool way of being able to let your mind go on fire without having to pick up, you know, your phone and look at a screen and all of this. Like you can be so stimulated by your own thoughts and by stories. And with an audio app, you can just put them in, close your eyes and just get into that whole mindset of relaxation and pleasure for you. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash papaya. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsestories.com slash papaya. One more time, that's dipsystories.com slash papaya. In today's world, we actually need to be cleaning as we go, whether it's your face, your device, your hands, or surfaces. It is so cool to have an option that you can carry along with you so you're not relying on the world to make sure that your surfaces are clean for you. Whether you're hopping on a train, going on a road trip, whatever it might be, Wipes is here for you. Wipes is a line of toxic-free, cruelty-free wet wipes for hands, face, device, and surfaces. Made with toxic-free ingredients and biodegradable wipe material, Wipes is Clean Beauty's solution to staying clean while on the go. Each type of wipe comes individually wrapped and is a single-use wipe that is formulated to safely and effectively clean and refresh anytime, 
anywhere. Now, what's really cool about them is each individual wipe is meant for different things. For instance, if you are using it for surfaces, it's formulated with lemon and rosemary essential oils for calming, enjoyable smell. And if you're using the hand ones, well, they're peppermint and eucalyptus. If you're using Wipey's face wipes, they're formulated with rose essential oils to keep your skin hydrated and radiant. There's a couple different ways that you can get Wipey's. You can get Wipey's Jet Pack. This is for the jet setter or the gal on the go. It comes with your personal favorite products of the Wipey's line. It's the ultimate travel companion. It's this clear, sleek bag that is for more than just your Wipey's. You can put a bunch of stuff in there as well. I love it for my diaper bag. And then you can get refill boxes, which includes 20 Wipey's, for each hands, face, device, and surface. You can refill your Wipey's jetpack or store them in your purse, car, home, wherever it is that you're using them. For Canadian listeners, you can shop Wipey's at Saks Off Fifth online and in store. And for US listeners, you can shop Wipey's at retailers such as Neiman Marcus, Anthropology, Shopop, or head to shopwipey's.com. That's S-H-O-P-W-I-P-E-Y-S dot com and use my code papaya. You're going to get 20% off your first order. That's shopwipies.com and use code papaya for 20% off. So for those looking for a toxic-free cleaning solution on the go, Wipey's might be your new holiday obsession. For those traveling this fall or the upcoming season, Wipey's is the must-have accessory to take with you to stay safe and clean. Shopwipey's.com and use code PAPAYA for 20% off. Let's go back to the show. And if there's one thing that I think Gen Z is like really getting right right now is the main character energy. Like what what happened in our lives that we're like, oh, my body makes you uncomfortable. I'm going to, and this is my own like echo of experience. I'm going to eat pickles for a meal because they're the smallest thing I can eat that I can, you know, fill my stomach with and go to bed. I'll make myself so uncomfortable because you don't like what you're seeing. I'm going to sideline my own self from my own life because you're uncomfortable. So when we talk about that self-hate that we feel, those feelings of insecurity, for me, I often think like that's the low-hanging fruit. And maybe sometimes we're sitting there and we're picking it and we're in it. But at the end of the day, that's not the roots of our tree. That's not what's growing this fruit. It's not our fault that we're struggling and we're in those moments. So I love that you speak into rebellion because rebellion's cut down the damn tree, right? We're going down after this entire thing. It's okay that we're sitting there with the fruit in our hands and wondering how we got there because it's subtle, it's slow, and it grows over time. And then we sit and we reel over, you know, the fruits of that. So I I really love that you spoke into that. And, you know, I am very aware of your loss and the fact that that has very much shaken your whole lives. As sisters, how, you know, you started the podcast and then you guys were like down, like it was everything stopped. Your whole world stopped with the loss of your brother. Now as sisters living across the country and you were already kind of doing this podcast, but how have you really, you know, um, like bonded through this as well? Honestly, I think, um, Michaela and I are so close. Like we text every second in every moment of every single day. And we've really had to come together as a family unit and really 
lean on one another during this time in a way that we've never had before. It is new territory. We've seen each other at our absolute lowest we'll ever be. And we have helped build each other back up in every single day. You know, it's, we, we keep saying we're taking it uh, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day. Um, you know, and I think the biggest thing is, is, you know, like Michaela said, like in a moment, your entire value system gets torn down when you lose somebody and you really have to reevaluate what was I putting all of my value into in life before? Was it, oh, I have a nice car. I have a nice house. I'm the most successful. I have X amount of dollars in the bank because in a moment that you get that call, none of this matters. I'll take Mm. it from us. None of it matters. If I, you know, whatever I thought before I needed doesn't matter anymore. And, you know, like Michaela was saying, like life isn't a spectator sport, right? Like we're meant to live life. We're meant to dive in. And this really brought it out of both of us, which I think has really brought a a new side of each of us that we've been able to see of one another. You know, we've really had to to dig into, to, to, you know, our souls and our spirit and say, how can we get through this and how can we get through it together? And it's ebbs and flows. And sometimes with one of us is down, the other one's up and we pull, pull you out of the tide. And, you know, sometimes you're in the tide together and it's rough and it's scary and it's, you know, but, but there is calm waters and we've just, we've, it's been a real learning experience and it's still so fresh and so new. And each and every day we're, we're still continuing to learn how we can get through this, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure with the, you know, the cycle of life and death and the awareness of it all to lose your brother and then to give birth is just like, it's so beautiful and it's so hard all at the same time. What, like what a bittersweet time of life for your entire family. Yeah. It's, you know what it's, my therapist always says, you know, she says part of grief is joy, right? Like, because where there is great joy, there is great sadness. And that's the only reason we know joy because we know sadness and that's never been more prevalent than the last few months. And especially when my son came, it's such a weird juxtaposition, really what, you know, when I'm holding him and it's like, God, this is just weird. I, I, I feel so many different emotions that I would have never thought that this is how it would be with my first child. You know, I, I didn't, I never saw it this way, but, um, it is, there's, there's a very surreal thing about bringing life into the world when you just lost a huge chunk of your life, you know? Mm -hmm. And And I will, and and I will say that Hudson's been very healing, I think for the family it's interesting the way that, you know, timing is just so wild. Um, but I think truly, and it's not like I want to put this on him, this like huge responsibility of like healing the family, but there is something about um, his presence, I think, that has been very calming and, and comforting for us. I do think there's something about a baby and something about like, I don't know, There, I find it so much, maybe after this last year and how so many people are going through such tough times. It's like puppies and babies now, they, they weren't born with the job, but they certainly do well at it. Yes. And just making us feel like 
gosh, you know what? Maybe the kids are going to be all right. Maybe the world's going to be in all right. Maybe it's in good hands. Like, look at these children. Look at these babies. Look at these faces. Look at the simplicity of their joy. I actually posted a video of my baby today and I was like, how is there this much joy in a single human? And they're like, because they don't have taxes and they don't have responsibility. <laughs> right, yet. right. I was like, that is very true. <laughs> I had a very big smile too when I was a year. Well, you <laughs> right? know what it is? I will say this though, I, you know, having a son and granted, I've only had him for, you know, 11 weeks and two days, but who's counting, um, is that you get to, um, almost relive life, right? Like you get to see life again through fresh eyes. You get to see a flower again for the first time and you get to hear wind for the first time. And you just, it's all these really beautiful moments. And I think, you know, it is that simplicity and it's like, okay, wow, this is like, this is what life was before we got all muddied up. And it kind of grounds you, honestly. So if you have anyone, listeners, if you have someone, if you have a baby, if you have a friend with a baby, go and just hang out with that baby. And I swear- yeah, go bring some bubbles and watch the reaction for, God's for the sake, first yes. time. You will yeah. love it. <laughs> it's, you know what, that's so true. And that's that's one thing I really speak into a lot when it was being a single mom and dating. And people were like, how did you you know manage that? And I'm like, my, my now husband loved it because he was like, I actually get to do kid stuff again. And it wasn't appropriate for me to do this. We get to go bowling, get to go to parks. We get to go to splash pads. He goes, this is so fun to be around kids. It's like permission to release that inner child from yourself and to see the world that way again. It's actually so special. And I know you as a, you know, step parent as well, that the joy of experiencing, you know, that chosen love, it can be really, really cool. Um, I want to segue a little bit because you guys have this amazing podcast. It is like popping off already. And I would love to, how did you guys decide, especially being so far apart from each other, like, let's do a damn podcast. I think we had been wanting to do something and collaborate on something for a long time. And especially during the pandemic, you know, everyone started doing that going live on Instagram thing, right? Mm-hmm. So Hunter and I were like, let's go every live. Night. And yeah. every night, it was just like everyone going live. It was so, <laughs> it was so We chaotic. needed so much stimulation <laughs> then. <laughs> we were just like, please. I felt like every time I jumped on Instagram, it was like all the lives at the top. <laughs> Just full. So Hunter and I, of course, jumped on the bandwagon. And, um, you know, we would just talk about different topics. We talk about body positivity. We talk about um, our lives as sisters, Q&As. And people started writing in and saying, wow, you guys are just, we can feel the love. We can feel the sister love. Um, You guys are goofy. Like, you guys should start a podcast. And we had been wanting to do something like a podcast for a long time. And that was just that little bit of extra, you know, magic that we needed to hear to be like, okay, this is something that people would actually like enjoy and and gain value from. So Model Citizen was born out of all of that madness. And we are just so grateful to have that platform. And we've just felt very blessed to have something that we can do together, being on different coasts. It's very rare and special experience that we get to have. And I mean, I get to jump on every week and talk to my sister, who's my best friend. And And about everything. And about everything and anything. And it's completely, you know, I feel like on Instagram, you have to have a certain kind of, 
how do you say? Well, you, you, you mean they'll just, literally flag you if you talk about oh, something. Oh, well, yeah. That's what I love about podcasts. I'm like, yes. nobody can reply to uh-huh. me. Like, literally, we'll talk about, like, <laughs> sex. And we'll talk about, like, yes. you know, we'll be able to talk about, like, masturbation. We're able to talk about, like, our vulvas and things like that. And we're not mm-hmm. getting flagged for it. So we're like, we need a podcast, Michaela, because, like... Because we want to talk about vulvas and hair on our butts. And we don't want to have you know, Instagram telling us what we can and can't do. So, uh, wait, is there actually an episode about hairs on your butt? Yes. Oh yeah. Are you kidding? Oh, we've got many hair everywhere. But the thing it's is, if you thing. don't have it, it's coming for you. So don't yeah. act like you like, don't stay sit humble. there in your hairless self. Like you're at, yeah, stay humble. It is stay coming humble. for the you. Hair is and coming one in. day you're going to be like, you're going to find some strays when you like, you're going to wipe your ass and you'll be like, is that a hair on that? And then you're going to be like, Oh, it came for And you're going to hear us three in the back of your mind like, we told you. Yeah. We told you it was coming. We we'll you? keep you we grounded. You. <laughs> we'll keep you humble. Honest to goodness. I love the sisterhood vibe. And I think that's what you guys bring so well. I have to ask this question because it's driving me nuts. You guys have the best cadence. Do you have like a rule with each other to not interrupt? Like you guys Do are we? so good. No, but you're so good. Like you each pause. You're, nobody has answered twice at the same time. You like pause for the, like, how, is there a, is there a, a psychic a connection? Moment? Is yeah, there a telepathy? You'll see I'm, I'm kind of like twickling my ear. No, I feel, yeah, what is our cadence, Michaela? I feel you know, like on our I, podcast, we interrupt each other. A little bit. I mean, here and there, I will say that, um, me and Hunter, I, it's probably because I've been around her ass for 28 years. When you've been around somebody for almost three decades, you start to know their signs when they're about to say something. I know when Hunter has something bubbling up. I'll go a little cross-eyed. I know when Hunter's going to do a little something and I'm like, here it comes. She's going to roast me about something. I can feel it in the air. I can feel it in my spirit. And I think that that is definitely like the uniqueness of a sister, you know, podcast and conversation is that... I know when she's going to start some shit. She's my little sister. I know when she's trying to start shit. So Which of course I'm going to know when she's going to Yeah, she's always trying to start. Yeah, always trying to stir the pot here. Me. Yeah, she's always coming <laughs> we, we brought we, we duke it out on the Birds of Pie podcast. Yeah. No, I'll just just sit here. I'll just be be another sister in this. (laughs) No, it's, it's so fast. I'm, I'm really working on it. My reviews at the beginning of my pod were like, you interrupt, but I'm like, I have too many thoughts. I don't know how to get them out there while listening at the same time. It's really, podcast is an entirely new skill. Like active listening is so cool. That's why I had to ask. I'm like, how did you, did, did there training for this? Did you just like, this was so fascinating that you just have such a beautiful cadence and bounce off each other so I'm gonna put that in my um resume I'm gonna say that you said that I I personally endorse you yes that I have beautiful cadence and that so thank you for that that's like a great review that's gonna be our forward for our book deal it's gonna be beautiful Mm -hmm. cadence beautiful cadence (laughs) now before we head out and we're gonna pop on over to your podcast because we're doing a swap today tell me who's your dream guest do you guys have one is there somebody that you're like, yep, this is who we want Besides to have you? on? Besides you, Sarah? Are you kidding? Besides we're literally Sarah so st- Like, <laughs> don't, I haven't been on. What if I'm a disappointment? No. First <laughs> you of can't all, be. you literally can't be. <laughs> okay. It can't um, be. Well, you're on. That's all that matters is that you are coming on today and you are have yeah. been a huge dream guest 
for us. We're Absolutely. so excited I'm to chat so with you. I'm so excited. I'm so, so we'll excited. Say, we'll say our second dream guest. Okay. So you're our number, number one. Who's and then our second? number two. My number two, I would say, would be Michelle Obama. Now, oh, I'm shooting for yeah. the stars here. Yes, and this no, just goes back it. to... No, you're not. An, this, you know what it is? This is what our mom does. She's like, you're going to be on the cover of Vogue. Like, it's the, she put that in our minds. And so we have these like outlandish and yeah. that's how you have to live your life. So yeah, Michelle I Obama, agree. I know you're listening and I'm inviting you officially to come on the Model Citizen podcast. Come on, Mish, Mish. Please. <laughs> Mish, Mish, Mish. <laughs> I, I can see it for y'all. And you know what? Podcasting is one of those things that it's, it's a slow build into it, right? Like you kind of come in and it it's, it's really exciting. It's really fun, but it's one of those industries that like you really take time with and like it might take years to get that moment. So the fact that you guys are so dedicated to this, especially in a time right now where I think that people could really use that feeling of sisterhood and being a part of something is really, really special. So congratulations on the podcast. Congratulations, both of you on everything that's going on. For everyone listening, where can they find you and follow you and listen to your podcast as well? You can find me personally at Hunter McGrady on Instagram and across the boards. And um, the podcast is at the Model Citizen Podcast and it is streaming on all platforms. And I'm Michaela McGrady on all platforms as well. So glad and lucky that we got to get our names. (laughs) And yeah, the Model Citizen Podcast, pretty much everywhere you listen to podcasts, we are there and we're waiting for you guys. So Hang out. we'll be your big sisters. Even if you are older than us, we are still your big sisters. Okay? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and we'll start brawling with you too. Don't think we won't. Uh, <laughs> I love you too so much. Thank you so much for coming on today. And for everyone listening, I'm going to have everything in the show notes. You've got to go listen to their podcast and be a part of their social medias. There's an, like two pages that will make you feel so good and so alive. And they just, they just rock at everything they're doing. So go check them out. Thank you both so much for being here. Thanks, babe. Bye. Bye. We'll see everyone next week. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at the papaya podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then.